Art is more than just a composition of beautiful colors and carefully placed brushstrokes. When we can think about it more expansively, that is. Welcome to the Art of Podcast, a show that unveils the masterpiece resulting from you taking your healing into your own hands. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, a trauma survivor turned multi-awarded reflectionist artist with a master's degree in counseling. My highest intention is to create a community for self-healers. Together, we'll unlock your own creative capacity to design a life of holistic wellness and embrace the healing journey, one step at a time. Welcome back to the Art Up Podcast. I am Leah Fisher. I am your host, and I have a lot of gratitude today because of my guests, Dr. Michael Crane, who is the co-founder of Alpha Biotic Wellness Center. And I have been visiting his center for, I think, over 13 years now. Yeah, pretty, pretty regularly. I need to go uh, more, but welcome to the (laughs) show, Dr. Crane. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, so this is something that I feel really passionate about because in the area of wellness, there are so many choices that you have to really tune to your body and tune in and and your practice has just been since a consistent thing for me because it's been so effective and so just important in my wellness routine so tell us a little bit about you personally and then we're going to delve into everything about the practice okay well basically I was born in San Antonio, Texas, and lived most of my childhood in Texas. About the time that uh, that I was in grade school, my father decided that he wanted to move to Alabama to practice. He was a practicing chiropractor at the time. Mm-hmm. So we moved to Alabama and were there in, uh, right outside of Montgomery until I graduated high school. And then I in, uh, had enrolled in the University of Texas and was planning on going back to Austin and starting my college career. And the chiropractic college accepted me. And so they said, we think it's better that you go on to chiropractic college. So I did. And what were you going to study other than chiropractic? Just, I think at the time I was not really thinking in terms of... Uh, you know, I didn't really feel like I had another choice, having grown up in third-generation chiropractic family. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to go and experience the college life and then, you know, on to the professional life. Yeah. And therefore, I didn't and basically graduated uh, chiropractic college in 1975. And shortly after, I've been doing my work ever since. I never actually set up and practiced as a chiropractor because when all this was transpiring, my father was in the process of creating alphabetics. Mm -hmm. He actually had a vision and he decided that he felt like chiropractic was moving away from him philosophically. Mm -hmm. And so therefore he wanted, uh, he he was a very principal, honorable uh, uh, father and practitioner. And so his whole intent was to practice principally and he felt like the key thing was to address the human predicament, and that is is that humans are constantly being exposed to different kinds of stress. And that's really what he started going down the road of helping people come out of what we call an inappropriate stress state. And he was starting to look into frequencies and how the brain and the nervous system function, whereas chiropractic was more of a structural approach. 
and it was starting to tr- it was starting to trend more toward a medical model and he felt like it was his purpose is to create this this whole new process with a system that his father developed mm-hmm. and so he basically uh, created alphabetics he had a he had a had a dream and it came to him and so in the mid 60s he took his chiropractic sign down uh, put it up alphabetics and the journey began. <laughs> he he had a dream, so he had a vision mm-hmm. of, of what the practice, what he wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. The was, name, he said, just popped into his head. So what does alphabetics actually mean? It means one with life, uh, alpha being the first uh, letter in the, in the uh, Greek alphabet, bio meaning life. So his whole intent was one with life, and that's what he felt like he was doing, was connecting people back to their life source. And then over the time, as we begin to understand uh, frequencies and and sort of the bioenergetic approach, that really what we came to understand is that what we were helping people do is come out of an inappropriate stress state, meaning they were in fight or flight when they n- didn't need to be. And the nervous system basically controls, regulates, and coordinates everything. Okay, It, it controls how you heal, how you think, how you work at the metabolic level and then how you move within a gravitational field. So one of the things you can't do is you can't maintain body alignment when you're in fight or flight. So when you go into that beta brainwave frequency, your brain speeds up and goes into what's called brain lateralization. In other words, the more dominant side of the brain is communicating and leaves you with a deficit. It's a, it's a natural reaction to preparing for battle, but most of the time there isn't a battle, and most <laughs> of the time... <laughs> Uh, there isn't something to complete the cycle. Mm-hmm. And so you, you constantly stay in that state. Mm-hmm. And it leaves you with a deficit to one side of your body, and it leaves you with one side overworking, one side underworking. And then the fourth step is you can't maintain body alignment. Mm-hmm. So the hips pull uneven, the leg looks short, the shoulders don't, you can't maintain frame. But it's all an indicator that you're staying in that fight or flight. Mm, that's really interesting. I mean, I've been coming to you for how many years? <laughs> I just say, and I, I, I vaguely remember you telling me that when I first got there, uh, uh-huh. and it feels very true. You know, because when I go into your office, um, I'm always out of <laughs> totally <laughs> crooked. But I didn't really get until now the connection between the fight, fight or flight, and it actually that side of your brain. It kind of. Um, causing that to happen and we're always like in our today's society kind of in that fight or flight state just yeah, it's j- traffic pre- or just the environmental toxins or all kinds of things cause it right it's a, it's the predicament of the species there's three basic kind of stress there's physical stress which is pretty obvious jolts jars bumps strains that kind of thing chemical stresses are like uh, pollutants whether ingested or environmental okay and then uh the emotional stress factor Okay, and the interesting thing is, is that when you shift into that, what we call brain lateralization and into fight or flight, um, they call it sympathetic response in physics, and uh, you you shift actually into your um, occipital lobe in the brain, and that's where your locus ceruleus is, is in the brain stem. Okay, and that's your old past trauma. So the more you're in that state the more inappropriate your reaction to stress is, at least on an emotional level. Mm. Okay. Wow. So when you're in present time and you come out of fight or flight, then you're in more of the moment. And and there's a lot of systems out there uh, that are trying to promote that, trying to keep you in present time. So we're not the only ones that, that 
it's not, I mean, it's, it's well known. It's just that there's different ways of trying to get there. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think kind of what's different is yours is more physiological, you know, um, and it's very much, it's a little passive, you know, like with yoga or like some type of meditation, which I almost feel are cousins of kind of what you're doing, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this is, this is such a, um, an instantaneous, um, it's like instant gratifi- gratification, I would say. Yeah, that was the thing that we, my father always said, this is the safest hands-on process and most effective that he had ever used. Yeah. And so we put it into, we, we think of the, we call it the alignment process. We're actually using the term more like a reboot, mm-hmm. okay? Because what we're doing is a manual reboot. And what we're doing is we're introducing a stimulus to get the nervous system to do a systems check, like when you hit a reset button on a computer. So most people are not under attack, obviously, and there's a blueprint in there. And so it defaults to the blueprint. And so you shift out of that sympathetic, what we call beta function. Beta functions when the brain speeds up to 15 to 35 cycles. 41 cycles is hysteria, 61 is an epileptic seizure. Mm -hmm. So when we do it, it shifts into alpha. Mm. Okay, and so when it shifts into alpha, the brain slows down to 8 to 12 cycles, and both hemispheres come back online. Mm -hmm. And basically, the body alignment reflects that, uh, as opposed to hooking you up to an EEG machine or something to to measure brainwave frequency. Which is so beautiful, because if I understand correctly, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about... Yes. He talks about being in the alpha state and how important it is to have positive aligned emotions with manifestations. So mm-hmm. if you can go in and just get an instant alpha state and then really be conscious and intentional about your life, I mean, it's almost the perfect manifestation opportunity. Exactly. And it's interesting you brought that up because I've had people, you know, going to studios where they teach meditation and they have a horrible time getting to that eight to 12 cycles. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, why don't you do this? Come and let's do the process and then go. And almost without fail, they can get there. Yeah. 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 Cause they're already closer to the source. Uh, that's really cool. That's something <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> that's that you, you just might've got me getting there. And then there are more than once a week now. Um, so that's interesting. So your dad had a dream about this. Was your dad mm-hmm. a super spiritual guy? Was he like, you know, into kind of the metaphysical? Yeah, he was more metaphysical. Mm-hmm. Uh, that must've been really great growing up with somebody who was. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. That was, uh, uh, you know, because, Back then, it wasn't, I mean, you're talking in the 60s. I mean, uh, it wasn't as widely thought about, okay? Mm-hmm. Or it was more kind of woohoo kind of stuff over here. Right. And uh, But uh, he was one of those that, uh, you know, he actually, my grandfather developed the, the, the system. Mm-hmm. and it, Wow. And so he developed this process. They called it the crane-condyle technique. Mm-hmm. And it was a bone repositioning technique. It was um, uh, a manipulation that was done Oxford Atlas axis, and then he did what was called the lift. Okay. Well, the intent of the lift initially was to create decompression because my grandfather had the experience that he and he, he also uh, worked with another chiropractor that. They felt like compression and, and gravity was the biggest insult to the spine. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so they were trying to figure a way to slow down that degeneration and actually create regeneration. 
And so he came up with what was called the lift, okay? Well, the interesting thing about it is, to give you a comparison, um, they have, uh, nowadays, they have a system called decompression, okay? You can go to a chiropractor or DO, and they hook you up to this device to create this osmotic decompression to help with disc uh, degeneration. Mm -hmm. The thing about it is, if you do that, uh, it doesn't bring you out of a stress state. Okay, it's mm -hmm. so therefore there's there's no change in the nervous system. It's strictly structural. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what we started to notice is, and especially my father was, okay, if I don't do any of these manipulations to Oxford Atlas axis, and I do this quote decompression, why does the legs even? Why does the hips even? Why does the strength come back? Why does the tension levels drop? It was like, wait a minute, there's more going on here, mm -hmm. okay? So he started studying metaphysics and started understanding the frequencies and, and energy. Then there was a guy that came along by the name of Mortar, Dr. Mortar, and he was studying, I mean, he came up with a technique called bioenergetic synchronization technique. And what he figured out was the same thing my father was figuring out, that you the, the real help is to get people to come out of that inappropriate stress state and so he was using touching systems to create sort of a synchronization okay to sync the brain back up so that it would start to slow down he actually was the president of parker college oh really mm -hmm. yeah and for those who don't know parker college is a big chiropractic big college chiropractic here in college. dallas mm -hmm. yeah wow so you're so parallel paths that your this doctor and then your father were kind of going down and they were having these epiphanies yeah and so we kind of felt like ours was a little bit more of a hard reboot mm -hmm. and systems like uh the best technique and cranial and and uh meditation and uh all these things were more soft reboots mm -hmm. and and really even hugs are soft reboots yeah yeah <laughs> they, are. they are and so um we felt like the one of the things that we used as a comparison is ours seemed to last longer. Yeah. Okay. Whereas theirs, you had to do it more frequently. Yes, it was, you know, uh, it was it's totally different in application. Mm -hmm. But the other interesting thing about Mortar was he, uh, uh, at one of the big homecomings at, at Parker, I'll tell you another little story about Parker, but at one of the homecomings, uh, Mortar came out and said that osseous adjustments don't work. And oh, wow. he says they don't last any longer than till you get to your car. And, and bold, bold. He was actually fired for that. Yeah, I was to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. So, um, uh, but he carried on the the best movement, and he had two kids and numerous uh, grandkids, and all went to chiropractic college. But almost all of them used the best process. Mm -hmm. Parker, back in the day, was a huge fan of my grandfather. And he went down, my grandfather practiced out of Buffalo Gap for years, mm -hmm. small little community, about 100 people, and he would see close to two to 300 people a day. Oh my gosh, and, that's a lot of people. And people would travel from all over to see him. Yeah. And so Parker wanted my grandfather to uh, teach. He had 18 different clinics at the time mm -hmm. to show you. Uh, kind of how that all works. They passed a law that you had to, you could only have one clinic mm. at that time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. he was going to get my grandfather to train all his practitioners, which he never did. But 
anyway, it's just That's a side interesting. note. <laughs> how, how different would Parker College have been if they would have actually made that alliance? No kidding. No kidding. He would have, I don't think that would have been a, that could have been real powerful looking back mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I mean, when you're trying to do something totally unique in a uh, non-regulated arena, okay, it's a whole different approach. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, they're even wanting to regulate personal trainers th these days. I mean, yeah. it's getting, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's just that kind of work in the 60s. It doesn't surprise me that it happened in the 60s. You know, that just it was like the very beginning of this veil that's being coming and lifting, you know, um, coming from the 50s and, you know, with like psychedelic drugs and mm -hmm. medicine and Ram Dass and, yep. you know, just kind of this energetic shift right and then your dad and sounds like your grandpa was just right on the precipice in the forefront of that that's pretty an amazing lineage yeah yeah so I, like i said i didn't really <laughs> yeah yeah i see that i see that and why would you because it's pretty cool exactly well and so and just to be really clear um so when you go to dr crane's center it's it, it'll remind you kind of like a chiropractor, but it's, it's not. So tell me, so say I'm coming in for the first time. Mm -hmm. What's it like? What, what am I going to experience? Well, on the first time we obviously get to know you and you know, you know, what, what reasons you were, you know, coming to us, that kind of thing. And then it's basically a time for repositioning. Okay. Most people are motivated out of problems to go seek a solution. If they don't feel they have a problem, they're not looking for, I mean, only literally 3% of the population makes any kind of major change mm -hmm. in life unless there's something that, you know, triggers it. So we have to reposition their thinking. And mm -hmm. so we basically educate you on what we do. So someone will come in because of back pain or I came in for a totally different reason. But you, but so is it mostly pain in your joints and muscles or are there other reasons why people come in to see you? Well, the number one malady that people seek solution for is neck pain and back pain. Mm -hmm. It's the 80%, okay? Mm -hmm. But you think about it, you're mainly muscle and bone, okay? And it has a direct uh, relationship to that nervous system because when you break down what the, what the brain does and the nervous system does, Again, it's in, involved in uh, thinking, uh, healing, uh, metabolic function, and movement. But movement requires the big piece of the energy pie, mm -hmm. okay, because you're mainly muscle and bone. Mm -hmm. So 80% of what the brain does is just taking information. And then the 20% that runs the system, uh, some, some uh, physiologists say 99% uh, of it goes toward maintaining movement within a gravitational field. I say approximately 90%. Okay. So that's why when you lose that alignment and you go into that fight or flight, then half of you is overworking, the other half's underworking. That's going to create muscle tension, muscle pain, that kind of thing. Do people ever come in to, to you straight um, for depression or anxiety? Mm -hmm. Yes, we've had a, we've had people come for all kinds of different reasons. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing, because the body is self healing and self normalizing, and if you can keep a person out of that stress state then really good things happen. So whatever the person experienced, that's what they tell the person they meet, it benefited them. Mm. And so if they connect with that, then that might be what brings them in. Okay, 
Okay. So, so they come in, you give them an education about how, what you do, how you do it, and mm-hmm. then they get on your table, and that, then what happens? Well, then what we do is we want to prove up what we've told them, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, the, the bottom line is that you can't maintain body alignment when you're in, you know, constant fight or flight. Yeah. So we lay you on the table and, and prove it up. Yeah, because my feet were, I mean, maybe like two or three inches, you know, one leg was one shorter leg than shorter. the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if the leg is shorter, it's usually because the hip is higher. Mm-hmm. And if the hip is higher, then when they're standing up, they're putting anywhere between three to five pounds of weight to one side more than the other. Spine works like the semi-reflexible rod. So if you throw one dent off, you get compensation. Equilibrium is a higher priority. So you can literally see the person laying on the table. You can see the distortion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the way that a DO or a chiropractor would look at that is they look at it from the structure. Okay. So the bone's out of place or this, that, or the other. And our contention is, is that, uh, and we think we're pretty darn right, is that it happens in the brain first. Okay. Sends down an unbalanced signal. Then the muscles uh, basically control what the bones do. Okay, and so the muscles are un- not sending out a, a balanced signal, and so the spine distorts according to how those muscles are tightening and, and weakening. So when you stand up and the spine is basically a functional curve, then uh, that's where your, you know, quote, subluxations come and fixations come and bulging disc and all that kind mm-hmm, of stuff. Mm-hmm. The intent of the work isn't to treat those. The intent of the work is to get you out of the fight or flight mm-hmm. and then let the natural healing occur, which it's more powerful when it's above, down, inside, out. Mm-hmm. I actually just refer to it as a reboot. Okay. But what we do is we have this way of creating a stimulus literally within the brainstem, kind of like uh, creating a PCO electrical response. Mm-hmm. We had a guy do a bunch of research for us out in Belgium, mm-hmm. and uh, he came to the conclusion that what the brain would do is it would shut down. You've got different levels of, of brain function. About mid-level brain is your old reptilian part of the brain. So it, he felt like it shut down to the blueprint and then rebooted back up. Okay, um, But the nervous systems abhor a weakness. So what we found is that when we, from another guy that was doing testing, that when we did the process, that what it would do, it immediately shifted to wherever the process, I mean, wherever the power was off. And then it would reboot back. Mm, okay. And I think that's more accurate. Okay. Well, just physically, I'll tell you guys what they do. They, <laughs> they put the, your hands on you and they crack you real good. And it is the most amazing feeling in the world. I mean, I do kind of feel like I black out for a split second. And then I just feel like I'm floating on air. Like just. Yeah, it's sort of what we call an extension. Mm-hmm. And this little extension. The reason you hear popping is not bones. It's air evacuation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so popping is kind of a misunderstood uh, response. Well, they evacuate you. Evacuate me. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, and I um, feel like a hundred pounds lighter, and just like yeah. um, that's a common response. Yeah, my sometimes my sinuses will drain. Will mm-hmm. drain. Um, I mean, I feel just ha- happy. Does everyone that leaves your office are they just floating on air? Is that that's a typical reaction? They tend to feel this lightness because now you've got your. It's kind of like running your car on four cylinders, your eight cylinder car on four, and then all of a sudden you have eight, mm-hmm. and so now it's easy. Okay, mm-hmm. whereas when you're dragging around and, and you know 
half of you is underworking, the other half overworking, mm-hmm. then you're you you feel that that pull down. Mm-hmm. But yes, the lightness, the change in mental attitude, the road rage goes away. Uh, yeah, I mean the birds are singing, mm-hmm. the sun is shining, <laughs> like ev- everything <laughs> when I leave your office, it's amazing. I love the way your business is set up because you you work three days a week. You don't need an appointment except for the first time, and you can go in from ten to seven. Is that right? Six now. Oh, mm-hmm. ten to ten to six on Monday and Wednesday, and then ten to two on Friday, I believe. Two thirty. Yeah. Two thirty, and you don't need an appointment. You go in. You have several. Um, yeah. Once you tables. become a member, uh, and you you know find value in the process, mm-hmm. then it doesn't take a long time to do it. it it's very powerful, and so you can. Uh, see a lot of people and uh, and people can get in and out relatively yeah quick. I mean I'm usually in and out I mean the longest I think I've ever waited was maybe 35 minutes and that was on a super super busy day mm-hmm. it's just I think it's brilliant because I it I may not know that I have discomfort it may not be bothering me days up it might be slightly uncomfortable but then it, it hits and then I'm like okay I've got to go see Dr. Crane mm-hmm. you know um, but I I know that you wouldn't recommend doing it like I do. I, I think a more regular routine would be more beneficial. Yeah, we uh, we we maintenance is the hardest thing to to sell for people because, like we were talking earlier, that's what motivates you to come. Mm-hmm. The problem is is that when people are breaking down, eighty percent of the time they don't feel it. Mm-hmm. It's only when they hit that critical mass. And the alarms start going off, right? And so that's when they start to seek solution. Yeah. But, but at least they're seeking this approach versus a, what I call a pharmaceutical approach, or you know, right? So right, yeah, uh, yeah, much more healthy, um, and I think cheaper in the long run too. Totally. I yeah. mean, your prices are super reasonable. What's your rate now? Uh, the initial visit, and and actually, you need a visit a, a appointment for the second visit, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hundred dollars for those two visits and then it's $30 per alignment. Yeah. So you can just, you don't need insurance. You can just come in, mm-hmm. pay $30 cash whenever you're in the area. And we and don't uh, do insurance because we're not set up to, okay. which I mean, I don't want to be too negative, but I mean, I feel like that's kind of been a, uh, it's been a cancer to helping professions. A thousand percent, <laughs> a thousand percent. Mm. Yeah. And in fact, I mean, what you're starting to see now across mental health and also concierge doctors, the, the doctors who are really invested in wellness and health instead of just treating disease and managing disease, they all tend to be moving away from managed care, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, is interesting. But um, yeah, I it, think it totally works for your practice, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. And how long have you been in business? Well, uh, I've been doing this 46 years. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's so great. That's yeah. so great. And this was designed to see a lot of people because uh-huh. my grandfather proved that. Yeah. And then um, and then my dad, he told me, he says, when you get out of chiropractic college, come home and I'll teach you what to do. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I mean, you, you probably see like 50 to 100 people a day? Uh, yeah, on average... And what you do is really physical. How do you take care of yourself? Because it's a very physical job. I mean, you're, yeah. And so, yeah. how? What do you do to take well, care I'd, of yourself? Well, I, uh, I, I definitely get the alignment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then number two, I do get body work. I work out. I uh, uh, try to eat correctly, and mm-hmm. you know all those things. So I try mm-hmm. to do all the things I tell people. And to you do. only work three days a week, which is really <laughs> good self care. You know your limits. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, after uh, that kind of volume, you. 
it sometimes takes your body a, a day to recover to do the, the next day. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Well, as far as, um, your, your clients, what, what are some, um, healings or maybe a miracle or two that you've seen? Well, some of the miracles you don't even know because they'll tell you later, but I will say this, there's been a lot of people that have avoided surgery, uh, which is a miracle. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, uh, had life changing experiences. Hence, that's why a lot of, uh, the clientele, you know, stays on a regular maintenance approach. But yeah, I've seen, you know, my dad used to say, you know, I've seen people get their vision back. I've seen people get their hearing back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's it's kind of amazing how the body can heal if it's allowed to do so. And not overcompensating for pain or discomfort or exactly, stress. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, well, um, I... 100% I recommend you to everyone, to <laughs> all my you. friends. Finally, some of my friends have started coming in to see yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, thank and you. And they have nothing but great reviews for you. So you are working Monday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but then you also have Lauren, who's on Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday. Yeah. And you can go into the center <laughs> any day and get alignment. Uh-huh. Okay, that's good. Perfect. That's good. Um, and we also train uh, this work, too. We teach people how to do it. Oh, interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. And so it's a, like, a, how long is the is that program? It's a year, yeah. uh, roughly a year, but it's not every day. It's mm-hmm. three days, once a month. Okay. And we we started training back in where Britt was born, probably about 1980. Okay. And we've missed a few years just because of you know events yeah. that happened. Yeah, I just, I remember when I first started coming to see you. You had a whole library of all these metaphysical books, and you know it's just a really high vibe environment. And I knew you guys were doing classes. I didn't know what you were doing oh, in there. You know, oh. I didn't know, <laughs> but it looked very like you know. Where's that? Those are all still in there. Yeah. 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 Just okay. right off the waiting room, that door. Oh, I haven't been in that room. Yeah, just open it up. Take oh, okay. A look. Okay, and so that's where you kind of teach people and meet with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, we're gonna. It uh, looks like we're gonna have a pretty big class and. January, so the the landlord's going to let us use a big room at the end of the hall. So, do you ever get couples learning how to do it so they can adjust yeah, each other? Yeah. yeah, I mean that would be an amazing thing to invest in for a relationship. Yeah, because... we've definitely had couples take it. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. Okay, cool. Well, on a personal level, what have you been up to? What is? Um, are you having any fun? What are some? <laughs> he- <laughs> I know that you love horses, and uh-huh. and you kind of you. Do you, what is it that you do with the horses? Uh, the best way to explain it to people, it's called reining. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so you, somebody says, because uh, they'll ask me and I'll say, well, yeah, I keep p- compete in reining. Yeah. What's that? And I say, well, you ever seen Yellowstone? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. So you'll see them on Yellowstone. As a matter of fact, uh, a lot of those people on that show, I've aligned. No way. Mm-hmm. No way. The, the trainers, yeah. not the actors. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, that's what we do, and my daughter does it, and yeah. I've got my grandson riding, and so, so he fun. doesn't do that part yet, but <laughs> he will though. He will. Though. He will. He'll probably be. He'll probably be an alphabetic. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt that a too. bit. Yeah, but, and and speaking of that, I mean, you you have worked with children. You mm-hmm. work with you know elderly and age is an issue. When are you um, old enough to start with aligning your kids? You can actually do them at birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very, very light, subtle mm-hmm. stuff. It's mm-hmm. and and then 
but yeah, just about any time. I wish you were my dad or grandpa. <laughs> I was just getting aligned from birth. That would be. I have actually uh, photographs of them aligning me in the the, oh. the little basin things. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's really sweet. Because my other grandfather was a chiropractor, and my grandmother. You're kidding. No, and then my aunts and uncles. Uh, so it was. You had no choice. I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Better not have wanted to be firemen. I tell you that. <laughs> exactly. And uh, we tried to start it in uh, the states initially, and then my dad had the, another vision that we should go to Mexico. Mm. So in '77, we went to Guadalajara, Mexico, mm. and um, I was going to. I thought maybe I was going to be like watching him, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And he said, "No, uh, I want you to take the first client." Mm. And I was I did that. <laughs> wow! Oh my gosh! So anyway, he said, "Look, just think of it like because I played uh, high school athletics." He said, "Just think about like when you're in, you know, playing that. I'm the coach and you're the player. And when you run into an issue, just say, wait a minute, come back, ask the coach, and I'll tell you." Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, six months after that, he was a brilliant ad writer, okay? And within six months, I was seeing over 100 people a day. Oh, my gosh. And then within nine months, I was seeing over 200 people a day. He oh. said, I won't even take a client until you're over 100 people a day. That's incredible. So by the end of that year, we were seeing over 300 people a day through that center in Mexico. Well, it sounds like in addition to being a, a talented practitioner, he was also a, a really gifted teacher. Great teacher yeah. and an incredible writer. And you probably are too. I probably need to take your class. I feel like now I want to go get trained. <laughs> I wish I could write like him. He was yeah. a brilliant artist too. Oh, he was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He could, uh, I'll have to show you some of his stuff he did in like 30 minutes. Oh yeah, I want to see it. Yeah. And do you do you um, participate in anything classically creative? Are you into music or painting, or you don't I, love I, writing? Or uh, you know, I uh, I haven't done as much of that creative kind of thing as you know, because I, I basically when uh, he got to the point he couldn't help me with the teaching and stuff, all my focus sort of went into you know my daily practice and then into the teaching mm-hmm. and there there was so much going on which is a highly creative pursuit i, I guess mean, so. a good teacher yeah. is i mean rare i just didn't when i had him around it was so much easier mm-hmm. and then when it was all on my shoulders i just realized you know mm-hmm. what a challenge it was so mm-hmm. it, it does monopolize quite a bit of my time so yeah. Yeah, interesting. But I guess it is creative. <laughs> oh, very, very. I mean, to communicate to people that they're actually grasping a concept and utilizing a technique. I mean, that that's PhD level, like. <laughs> and we basically modified it over time too. Yeah. It's not even the same as it was when my grandfather did it. We we, in teaching the process, we uh, saw we were running into problems, and so we we modified it, and mm-hmm. it's even gotten, in my opinion, better. Mm-hmm. My okay. father even felt that way too. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's special, the relationship <laughs> you guys have. That's yeah. great. Well, uh, so I always ask my guests about, I like for my listeners to have a resource to take away from the podcast. Mm-hmm. So is there any um, any resource, a book, a movie, a podcast, a, a physical practice, anything that they can pick up, utilize that you just think is the best thing you've ever seen or something you're loving right now? You have a million books in your office. Yeah, <laughs> uh, one that I would recommend people to 
look at is biology of belief. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? By Bruce Lipton. Yes. Bruce Lipton. We, yeah. re- we refer to Bruce Lipton mm-hmm. a ton mm-hmm. because we live and die at the cell level. And yeah. he, ex- he basically exposes the, uh, you know, what's being taught mm-hmm. in terms of, of, you know, the cell dynamics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it, it's all his stuff is just grown over time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the gentleman you mentioned earlier, we, I think he's fantastic. Joe Dispenza. Yeah, Joe Dispenza. Yeah. So what's interesting is during COVID, I, have you ever read Bruce Lipton's book, The Honeymoon Effect? Is that the one he just did? No, it's like older one. Oh no, I haven't read it. Randomly, that. I came across it, uh-huh. and that's how I found Joe Dispenza, and uh-huh. that's how I found this other program called To Be Magnetic. But it's all about neural uh, uh, reprogramming, rebooting. Something. Yeah, rebooting, reprogramming, mm-hmm. like just neural reprogramming, basically. And um, it was Bruce that just got me like deep dive into that and he has a beautiful series on Gaia TV too if anybody likes to ingest information like that yeah he used to come to every one of our homecomings and and uh would lecture to the group I would have such fangirl energy (laughs) I'm probably the biggest nerd (laughs) (laughs) he was fantastic Yeah, yeah yeah okay well I will certainly link that in the show notes I'll link um we can find you at your website primarily yeah alphabetic info Okay. I'll link that in my show notes, Bruce Lipton, all Bruce Lipton. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and just how to get in touch with you. And you guys, if you are experiencing any discomfort or any pain um, in your back or anywhere, I just say go see Dr. Crane because he, I mean, you fix me like immediately. Like no matter <laughs> what it is, it's amazing. Well, the body's an incredible self healing system. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thank you so much oh, for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks yeah. for having and me. And I'll, I'll see you next week okay. at your office <laughs> and every week after that, probably. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Talk to you soon. All right. Great. Okay. Bye. Thanks. So thank you so much to listening to the art of podcast. I really love doing this and I love that you're out there and you're listening. If you would do one thing for me, would you please go to wherever you're listening to your podcast and rate and review the show? It really helps us get distributed and get the information out to a lot more people. And that is just uh, really my dream. Also, if you want more information, go to my Instagram page at Leah Fisher Art. I'm always doing updates and, and posting our resources and posting paintings that I've done lately. So, you know, everybody's on the gram. So go there and check it out. And also look at my new website. It has a lot of great information on it. I post all my resources on my page and you can scroll through there and click and link to all of them. And uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm loving the new webpage. So go check it out. And until then, I will.